Hey everybody, welcome to an episode of Gameology. I am one of your hosts, Matthew Falvey. And I'm Attila Gabriel Brunitsky. This episode is all about progression systems slash addictive nature in games and how those progression systems can cause addiction. It's interesting because there are some things that we say, this is so addictive mm -hmm. in a very positive way. Yeah. And other things like uh, crack, that's addictive <gasps> in, a, in a poor way. I'd say so. But I, I feel like even though... Uh, like, I, I've been really uh, addicted to crack. No, not crack. Um, Warhammer, playing Warhammer. I remember I went in a big phase with mm -hmm. it, and I was, much like I am with Hearthstone, obsessed with crafting the perfect list. I would drive to work and just daydream about that list and want to try something new. Uh, and I f and it was, a, is an, it was a, an escapism. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't really happy with uh, my situation at that time. And this game, I felt was a, it was an escape and that can be that can be a great thing it can also be um harmful in a way where eventually you got to face the music of it and hearthstone over this last week brings up a lot of those memories of crafting that perfect warhammer mm -hmm. list um where i would i have not really i have thought about this game so much in the last week and a half and i'm so aware of these little triggers that blizzard has in their game uh where it's it's, I think I need to take a step back from it. And I'm, I was kind of hoping to just naturally burn out on it, mm -hmm. which in its, in its ways is a negative way to interact with the game. Um, but while I'm playing it, I'm, there are many times where I'm thinking like, this is really the greatest game of all time. It did win game of the year in the first year it came out. Ex exactly. According to uh, game trailers. There you go. Uh, but it's, now if we want to talk about well, I mean, that's been my experience with the game, and until you've played it a lot longer. Yeah, and I, I did reach that burnout point, but if, if you're hoping to burn out on this before any like lasting damages occur, find another solution, because it took me years before I got burnt out on Hearthstone. And one of the things that I think they draw you in with, and this is something Blizzard does so incredibly well, is it's all about progression mm -hmm. and making you feel like your time is valuable. Now, the games are very short, yeah. so if you lose a game, it's right back into another one. Um, when you're playing ranks play, you'll notice that as you gain the levels, you're only three stars away from that next level. Mm -hmm. Now, what that means is you think I'll need to win three games in a row or two games in a row or just yeah. one more game. However, that could take weeks. You could be going up and down one or two stars sticking at that same level. But that is a genius way to work. Progression is a lot of mini progression sliders mm -hmm. that fit into a much, much larger measurement yeah i mean the the anytime the word progression is used the buzzword is like it increases player retention what does that mean it means they're creating a more addictive addictive experience uh if you think about it any time a company decides to include a progression system in a game it's to make it feel feel more rewarding without necessarily being rewarding um if you think about the games we used to play for hours on end, days and weeks. Um, like I know, I know a lot of people when Xbox Live first came out just were playing Halo 2 nonstop. Did Halo 2 feature a progression system? I can't remember that it did. People were just playing it because the game was fun. And nowadays it feels like a lot of developers are substituting fun with just like these little uh, Skinner box techniques, these little rewards, these drip-fed things that are actually designed to make you just want to play the game more and more whether or not you're actually enjoying yourself exactly you i mean if you get to the point where you're one one win away or one game game away mm -hmm. when 
maybe inside, if that wasn't involved, you would have been like, okay, I've had enough tonight. When you're playing just for that final bit, I mean, it's like being at a job where if you're not doing your life's work, your life's passion, you are staying there because someone's told you it's eight hours here. Mm-hmm. If, if you um, woke up and decided I'm going to mop floors for the day, I don't think you'd go eight hours. You, re- you hit that wall, you know, five, six hours in where you just need to push through. And they, they include that. It's, the prog- they, they do such a great job of breaking up that progression and mm-hmm. hiding it everywhere where it's nine different classes of characters and they all have their own progression meters. Mm-hmm. They have daily quests that come up. Now, a daily quest is a very, very smart idea because f- for myself, who only really wants to play Hunter, when it comes up and it says you get five times the reward or ten times the reward mm-hmm. for playing a different class, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. At least when I needed to, to get that currency because yeah. otherwise... You, you feel like you're wasting your time, which is a really odd concept and something that you're paying money and you're choosing to do yeah. in your spare time. Now, once they've got you on that other path, mm-hmm. now you're seeing that the grass is green or far away. But now that I'm playing a priest class to get that quest, I'm thinking about the cards I'm going to need for this one. So they're, they're gently nudging you with these rewards. But then to get that reward you end up having to spend more money, more time, more resources. Yeah. I mean, even on a, a, a different level, like I got into playing Pokemon Go um, just because it, for no other reason than it became a nice thing to, like an excuse to go out and walk. Yeah, just absolutely. so you can play while you're walking. But uh, going along the streetcar to get here to the re- where our recording um, place, um, there's an awful lot of Pokestops and my phone needed to update so I couldn't play Pokemon Go and I'm like, man, I'm missing out on all this stuff. And it's like, wait, it doesn't matter. That's the, that's, that's the way you break out of this. It's like you just have to sort of like, it doesn't matter. And that's easy in Pokemon Go when it's just a very frivolous experience. But in Hearthstone, where they've created a really compelling and fun game, it's really hard to break out of this idea of like, it doesn't matter because you're having fun. Claiming these rewards equals more fun. Yeah. Therefore, you want to have more fun, don't you? We are all monkeys that like making numbers go up. Um, having these daily reward systems to encourage you to like crack open the game at least once a day. Um, everything just like rewards you for just like, oh, welcome back. And the, now, now that you're here, sit down, sit down, have a have a play a game, play five, play ten, and you know we're gonna while while you're playing all these games we're gonna make your your rank go up and you're gonna unlock new armor that you can wear or new card backs um new things that are either aesthetic or game changing um and you know for some people like neither of us really care about aesthetics much i I, in all the two years that i've been playing hearthstone i still use the default card back even though i've unlocked tons more just because uh, it's like i don't really want that one you know i'll just stick with the basics um but I care a lot about things that are game-changing, which, like, certain games will reward you with, like, better guns in a first-person shooter, because, like, hey, you've been playing the game for so long, here's a here's a gun that helps you, like, do, like, fire more rounds per minute, or it has, like, a higher skill cap than a, a you know, something that you start out the game with. And if with. it's a competitive game, that becomes incredibly important, because mm-hmm. it's not just for fun anymore. I mean, in a single-player game, having a better gun is could make getting through a level... Uh, more of a different experience, more of a fun experience, more tailored to your playstyle. But if you're playing Modern Warfare and you come up against somebody and you know you shot at the same time and mm-hmm. theirs kills you in that situation, then, but 
the, the brilliant thing Modern Warfare did mm-hmm. was that they would make you do just like Blizzard does. They're like, oh, you want this gun? Well, you have to use this other gun and you need to get 100 headshots with it. Mm-hmm. And it, that might that gun might be an actual subpar experience. Like I remember grinding through that. Yeah. And uh, but I had to to be able to dual wield some other gun I really wanted. Yeah, the the these small challenges that break up the pacing because in a lot of these games when you're going through the like the levels it can take forever. So anytime they give you this opportunity of like a clear goal or even just um, when I was playing Halo Reach they would have these daily quests that would just grant like bonus XP or whatever that would help you like towards the overall player advancement that became much more compelling because. It's like, oh, here's a small achievable thing that I can do on this daily basis, and it makes my number go up. And people are really obsessed with that idea. Like, it, you, to the extent that you don't even realize that's what you're doing is that you just you're getting this like psychological connection to like making a number go up. True, but I th- I think it's out of context. That sounds so silly. Um, but in in I think what Hearthstone does well and like when we compared it to pokemon go where the actual right well i'm talking about in the abstract but of course like, sure, sure, sure. when you're playing hearthstone specifically or you're playing modern warfare making that number go up has other bearings yeah, and yeah, yeah. other implications well okay but in turn like um if you were just playing a game and it was only a number going up in a way that could almost be aesthetics but when the number going up is uh con- contributes to like the competitive nature of it i mean how many people played cookie clicker Sometimes, yes. sometimes people do just care about making the number go up in the raw form. And I'm afraid that that's, that's probably the majority of people playing games on their mobile phones mm-hmm. by far. And that's, I mean, that's just comes down to like a fundamental difference. Mm-hmm. Whereas, God, it's, it's just, that's like blows my mind. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't tried it. So no, me neither. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to. No. Um, Although I felt the same about Hearthstone, you know, two mm-hmm. weeks ago too. I only did it because you wanted to do for an episode of the show and you changed my life I'm for a week sorry i genuinely Attila, am Attila, i played let me tell you how how crazy this got mm. i played a game in the shower how i had one hand and i held it above the shower stream and i soaked myself up with one hand i'm trying not to make a mental image of this but oh my god like, and as I, I was doing it i'm like this is crazy <laughs> but i don't care <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, this is fun. I want to try out what it's like when I replace these two one mana guys. I know this is going to change my entire game. I need to try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had uh, dreams about constructing de- decks in Hearthstone. Uh, it just like any anything you play enough and you you get your brain on the subconscious task of like sorting through this stuff and you... Well, you want to talk about visual feedback. Yeah. That's another thing Blizzard is a master of. The game mm-hmm. board is interactive. You can click yeah. on something. And it's not just that it moves. It's that it moves. And I swear they bring in psychologists to analyze. I remember clicking a waterfall and the way that it rose up and then slowly faded away was just mm-hmm. in a way. I was like, that is so pleasing. Mm-hmm. The way that it did that. It had an arc. It told mm-hmm. a story. There was a climax. There was a fade out um, of a simple little thing all over the place. And it's... Like that is there, that stuff's not there by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we were talking about a couple episodes ago how the the idea of like Hearthstone is a game where you don't have to do anything during your opponent's turn. So they included all these little hooks so that you have something to distract yourself with because we like to fidget. We we don't like to sit idly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like 
I'm eating breakfast while playing Hearthstone with one hand. You know, maybe I'm like having my breakfast sandwich with one hand while I'm doing my moves with the other hand because um, I'm pedantic about not getting the the screen all smudgy with my uh, peanut butter sandwich. Absolutely. Um, but in that sense, it's like, okay, I can like chew and eat on my opponent's turn. And then on my turn, okay, then I'll like focus on doing stuff and then I'll eat on my opponent's turn. Or you're watching TV and maybe you like you pause and unplay during your, your turn versus your opponent's turn. Um, but, you know, sometimes you are just sitting and playing Hearthstone and doing nothing else. And in that sense, having those little things on the board to keep you engaged and distracted, you're right. It is its own like psychological trick just to keep you like even superficially engaged. You're interacting with the game constantly. Yeah. And it's, there have been times where, where I've thought like, okay, I'm just going to actually do, try to do something. I'm going to put away this, cl- these clothes mm-hmm. while I do it. And I'm only going to look at it on my turn, but mm-hmm. because I'm still so fresh to it, yeah. everything, I want to see everything the opponent does. Cause yeah. I'm like, that's how I need to learn how to combat that. I'm sure if I keep playing this game and it's six months or a year down and I've seen it all. Yeah. However, then they keep bringing in new packs, they yeah. bring in new expansions and it's, uh, that become I mean they're progressing their own game in the way so it's um, it's a little scary in a way I mean the game when you break it down though the game is fun mm-hmm. and and that's really the the most important part about it and you do not need to spend a lot of money to have fun with it and it's and the progression is there yeah. and that's what makes it so powerful is that hearthstone is a combination of a game that is fun to play and they've added all the psychological traps of progression systems. It's not um, in the case of like a, a game where like uh, maybe it's not that much fun, but they're trying to use the psychological traps of progression systems to compensate for it. Or maybe um, there are no progression systems and you're just relying on how fun the game is to draw people in. But when you have a, a game that is both fun and incorporates progression systems, you have something incredibly potent. Um, I know that when Destiny came out... Um, and great example it has a, a lot of debacle over the, the, there was that whole debacle over the um the drops in the game right yeah. a lot of people were playing the competitive mode in destiny and complaining incessantly when they would finish like first in their game and then the idiot who spent the entire game falling off cliffs was given a rare drop and they were given nothing and that makes people like actively upset with destiny but they didn't stop playing it because it was just so much fun um, but when you're, when you're creating that kind of like loot drop system, I, I think you, you've got to put a little more effort into like the, the random rewards keeps people who are not very good at the game interested. It gives them the potential, like, maybe I can just get something rare. Maybe I can get something interesting that will help and it will give me a new strategy. I don't think you ever want to like, let's say that there's, um, four versus four and mm. there is like you know the the bottom two people on a team maybe you don't want to give them the rare drops maybe you want to reserve like some of the better drops for the the better players on the team but then on the other side of that if you do nothing but reward the um the players who are consistently performing well then you like basically fast track them yeah exactly then it makes it so that the lower ranked players can never get it so there there needs to be some statistics in terms of like make sure that like griefers and people who are like running off of cliffs all game um are griefer? being griefer oh so somebody who like actively does player kills or like deliberately just okay um like runs up to the enemy team 
backwards and like gives like feeds them kills or just otherwise makes it hell for you to play or just somebody who's away from keyboard they just stood okay. you know and did nothing um you want to make sure you're not rewarding those people because like, my my god how frustrating would that be if somebody who has like zero and eleven um zero kills eleven deaths gets rewarded with something where you get nothing but somebody could very easily always have zero kills eleven deaths just because they don't have the reflexes or the skills to play the game mm-hmm. and i think if you always want people to keep playing it that seems to be what they're more interested in yeah even if you had a system where everybody had a chance to get something good mm-hmm. but if you were very good or you were very poorly you had a slightly better or slightly worse chance to have it yeah in that sense you're still going to get an eventual widening of the gap. Now, if you had it so that anything you would get for being like all-star killing, killing machine was more of a cosmetic Mm -hmm. in the way overwatch works where it's, you're not getting anything in it that changes the game. The core gameplay will always be the same. It's all aesthetic. So it's, you know, and that way you could like show somebody that, uh, you know, give them like a gold gun or something shiny. And it Mm -hmm. says like, this guy's a real badass on a video game but still giving everyone else the tools. Yeah. And in that sense, you're making them seem like even more of a badass because they're competing on a level level playing field. Yeah. And th- this is one of the things that makes um, card games so potent and dangerous is because everything that you get, every card that you get is both like, it has the potential to be like a, an aesthetic update. Like, oh, you might get a golden foil version of a card, which has no functional difference. But everything else is a game changer. Absolutely. Everything else is like something new that you can incorporate into a strategy, or at the very least, something you can um, disenchant or get rid of towards an even more powerful card. So that's what makes the progression in Hearthstone um, feel really potent, is that everything they're giving you has some bearing or impact on the gameplay. That's why your brain is constantly strategizing and thinking of new deck um, strategies and things you can use, because you're you're constantly getting these new things to be included or excluded or this swaps out with that and maybe i can try playing a completely new class now that i have this card or that kind of thing so it if you're trying to create an effective progression system you need to have a good balance of um, aesthetics and game changers if you're trying to have a good balance of rewarding for just random chance and rewarding for skill to make sure that neither uh, the skilled players or the relatively unskilled players feel that they're never getting anything out of the game and similarly you need to balance the sort of timed rewards or the daily rewards with the um the leveling and uh, progression system like the rewards that come at fixed level intervals um yeah so effectively balancing all those things will creating will create a very compelling psychological trap in your game um I would encourage people to try to make their games fun and compelling in their own right before they even think about in- introducing um, these progression systems into the game because ultimately they can be very dark things that don't necessarily add to the game. They just make people like miserable and like wish they could stop playing it, but they're just stuck in this cycle. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye on this oh, episode about note. progression levels. Specifically to do with Hearthstone, you can find me on Twitter at GameThinkTalk. Tila? You can follow me on Twitter at BlueScreenPro or check out my website, BlueScreenProductions.com, where you can submit feedback to the show. There you go. Play Hearthstone, keep clean, and if you're me, you'll do it at the same time. Mm-hmm.